United States Navy, where he served as an officer in the U.S. Navy SEALs. He operated as a platoon commander and led multiple exercises in covert operations in the Middle East and Africa. He was also one of five men chosen to represent the U.S. in military Olympics, bringing home gold medals in the Naval Patathlon in Italy and Pakistan. Today, he's a noted speaker on team development, leadership, innovation, patriotism, overcoming adversity, and the power of service. John is a successful entrepreneur and civic leader, and just a really great guy to hang out with. I had the good fortune of meeting John while we were both in the banking arena, so it's a thrill for me to have him here today. Um, and I really want to start with how you've transitioned from the corporate world into entrepreneurship and how you've been able to truly just break that busyness. How do you get through your days? Yeah, well, thanks, Christy. First, it's certainly a pleasure to be here and reconnect with you in this in this world, and I'm honored to be here. And um, Coming out of the corporate world or breaking the, breaking the busyness has been always a challenge for me. I don't see life as necessarily uh, work-life balance. I actually look at it in a different way. I see it as work-life passion. What you're looking to do, what you're seeking to do, are you aligning your values with your actions? Are you able to go forward and do what you want to do? And sometimes we don't always have that ability to obviously do that. But coming out of the corporate world, I was able to say, how am I going to apply myself? How am I going to make the biggest impact in uh with the world for the rest of my life. And so I'm constantly busy, you know, coming here this morning, doing this. After this, I have another interview. After that, I get to talk with somebody else, another veteran that needs help. My days are so busy, but they're so effective and they're so efficacious in what I feel I'm doing with the world. Um, it is fun to be engaged at this level of passion. And I'd say for the corporate executives that are out there, or for those who are in the working world, it's it's hard, and I struggle with it as well, uh, when I'm sitting in meetings and saying, well, I don't always get to choose how busy. My schedule is not my schedule. Everybody's throwing things towards me, and I'm, not, I'm having, you know, it's just back-to-back meetings in my life. And to that, I'd say, well, then how effective are you, are you being in those meetings? Are you really stepping up? Are you really engaging in the way that you want to? Hopefully, you found yourself into a career that you're passionate about, or you've found a, um, a common thread to what you want to do with your life. And, and to that, I'd say, get more engaged, get more involved, speak up in these meetings, and, and really have your voice heard. It's easier to be in those meetings if you, uh, if you are. And if you're not, then I'd say it's time for a little bit of self-reflection, maybe a little self-assessment on what am, I, what am I doing in my life, and how can I give back, and what are the things that I'm more passionate about or the values that I have and how can I apply those values to my everyday. And so when you're working with your the people you coach and you walk them through that self-assessment, are there certain areas that you really help them look at that self-reflection? Is it looking at their calendar? Is it pruning some of the busyness of their own time? Is it helping um, fill it with more meaningful things, activities? Yeah, yeah. Well, to the people we coach, people I get to coach, I really start with their values. Really start with, you know, who are you and what do you value in your life? And those are fun conversations to, to initially walk through and say, hey, what is it that you really value? And it's, it's no surprise that, you know, some of those great things on, on, on family, on, on religion, on, on who they are and what they feel like they're intended to do here on earth are, what those great things are. And then we go into weeks of coaching 
where I get to hear what they're doing with their daily life. And the simple question is, well, how are you honoring your values through your daily interactions? And that's, that's really fun. I bet that's a huge aha for people. Yeah, sometimes. And, some, and it's not that profound of a concept, but sometimes they go, oh my gosh, you're right. I, I say that I value these things, but this is, how I'm, this is how I'm acting. On the other side of it, sometimes they come to me and they're all energized and inspired and everything else. So what's been going on the past two weeks? And we find that their interactions with others or their, their daily tasks have been truly aligned with their value systems, and that's helping them. And I've had the pleasure and privilege of coaching some really great people and being around amazing people. And guess what? We're all busy. And in today's day and age, there's, there's no lack of busyness. There's, you can find a time to you know, just regenerate energy with yourself, find your own, your own getaway, find your place to, to, um, to restore your own energy. And I believe in that and finding, finding those right patterns um, in your life are important. But when it comes to getting out there and interacting with the world, I haven't found a way to slow myself down, even though I control my own schedule now. Yeah. Well, I feel like as an entrepreneur, there's always more to do. There's always one more client you could be talking to, one more speak you could, speech you could be writing. Talk to us, though, about how do you embrace your best self? How do you keep yourself mentally fit, physically fit, spiritually fit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to um, keep what I call a, a, a battle rhythm. Uh, with my oh, day, like yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of can fun. You can you you can have anything. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing that I'm gonna say that's that's not free. You're not not <laughs> at all, not at all. In fact, that and, and my goal is to to give as much back as I possibly can from my experiences. So, um, yeah, there's a battle rhythm to to what you do. There's a battle rhythm to um to to my life. I feel like um, you know, if I'm not physically staying in shape and not physically walking through a routine where I'm working out consistently, then mentally I'm falling behind. Mentally I'm, I'm not as capable as I could be or not as alert. Um, that falls into all aspects of life spiritually. We, you know, we as a family go to church uh, every week, but we're also trying to keep you know God close to us and in our lives when we're you know, sitting around the kitchen table every night and talk to my kids about, about all that. It is... Um, more than ever, especially somebody from my personality who is a little bit more fly-by-wire, um, holding me down to a routine can be very uh, effective. And I see it, I don't see it immediately, but I see it two, three, four weeks down the line of, how, wow, look at how much I'm getting done when I'm on a rhythm. And it comes into everything. And found that through coaching. It's it's diet, it's physical, it's it's everything. And, and those those alignments, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, hard to maintain. Same with, the, same with the busy paradigm. If you say, well, I'm just going to not be busy, well, good luck with that one. Or I'm going to be completely aligned. Everything's going to be just perfectly in shape. No way, no way in my life as crazy and disciplined as my life was as a Navy SEAL and then as I tried, you know, in the corporate world and now as an entrepreneur, there's no, you know, magic um, to this. It's just a constant, um, I don't want to call it a struggle, but it's a constant... Um, a drive to consistently work through it. Well, I loved what you shared um, prior to this, talking about how there needs to be some area of flux. Mm-hmm. So you can have your routine, mm-hmm. you can have your discipline, you can have your control, but if you go into it always having the end goal in sight, but you need to have some variance in there so that when um, the friendships break in, or the relationships mm-hmm. break in, or crisis breaks in, you right. need to be able to right. respond to that. Right. And I think that's a great lesson from all, teaching our kids to corporate right. America to 
just ourselves. Right. Well, life happens, right? It does. When you're out there planning everything, life just happens. Well, some of the best things happen. Yeah. I call those my God stops. Those things yeah. that feel like a coincidence, but they're a little bit extra. And yeah. those are the cool ones that stop it you is in your great. tracks. It is great. I like to call it like a safety net. Stop trying to be so perfect in every single thing that you do. Create this safety net for yourself that allows you to allows you to fail. And, you know, I go out there and I talk to groups on, you know, it, whether it's younger groups um, and I enjoy doing a lot of youth uh, youth groups and things like that, or where the corporate executives or the high end boardrooms. Where I'm like, you know, fear of failure is normal, but if we don't fail, we're not getting better. If you're not falling down, you're not growing. And so, stuck in stuck in this perfectionist world, or or always trying to reach your high high watermark is so can be can actually slow you down. Can actually slow you down if you're if you're not afraid to fail. Uh, I'm sorry if you are not failing, then you're probably not trying hard enough. You're too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, You're not pushing yourself out there. When I talk to younger younger groups, it's so much easier for me to say that, hey, go out and fail. Go out and scrape your knees. Go out and and, and have all these neat experiences um, because of the only things you're going to own in the end, and they're going to be the things that make you grow the most. That, when you talk to younger, you know, college kids, that translates so beautifully into the corporate world, too. And I've, I've since figured that out. Do you think part of it is the financial strain of once you start having kids and the house payment and car payments and travel plans that that's that's what makes it harder? I have to just kind of toe the line so that I can pay for this life and not mess it up? Yeah, yeah. We certainly set the stakes higher and higher in life, right? So life is designed to help us kind of build this infrastructure around, okay, now I have huge responsibilities and now I can't afford to mess up, and uh, I, I personally fell in. I fell into that um, prior to starting my own company. I was working with you, you know, in the financial services industry. We were working side by side, and and um, I felt like I could give so much back to the world based on who I was and what I could do. My impact wasn't as strong as as it could have been. Nothing against what we were doing in the financial services industry. Boy, did I enjoy working there. Um, and working and, and changing changing lives or hopefully doing things, but I felt like it was about 20% of what I could really give back, given who I really was and who I authentically could show up and be. And, and with that, I had to make that jump. But I was stuck. I was stuck in that feeling of, there's no way I can't, you know, I can't afford to, to jump away from this. this great corporate world. So share with our guests your safety net. I had the safety net. I knew that I was leaving in six months that no matter what happened, I was going to be walking out the door. I had made that commitment, and I made that commitment to myself and to my family and to, to, to everyone, but only I knew about it. And um, you know, with that, I said, well, I'm going to show up in a whole different way to work where I'm going to really bring my authentic self in different ways than I had before. I'm going to speak up at meetings. If I think that something is messed up, I'm not going to be afraid to throw it out there. If I think a meeting is just going absolutely south, I'm not going to be afraid to stop it. I'm going to I'm going to call off meetings that don't belong on the agenda anymore. I'm I'm going to go out and, you know, just call it what it is and and really show up and when I did that, phenomenal things happen. So first I had the safety net and most people don't that, Hey, I'm leaving anyway. So, Hey, what, whatever happens happens. But the real lesson here was in what can happen if you really show up authentically. And what I heard from my colleagues and some of my best peers, they said, man, it just feels like you showed up. It feels like you you, you found your voice. You were able to go forward and, and give so much more. And I was, it made it harder to leave coincidentally because 
once I did, you know, employ those things, um, there was a whole different level of um, effectiveness and respect and great working, you know, uh, working relationships that I was able to develop. And um, the, you probably were encouraging other people to speak up more and use yeah. their voice. Maybe, maybe I hope so, and I hope that you know there's something that can be learned from that. Um, the beauty of it is by doing that and working those last six months the way I did, I built really strong relationships with those around me and I consider them still friends and colleagues and I see them in the outside world now now away from working together and we're great friends. As your company team performance, you speak on diversity. Can you share with us what has that been what does that even look like to multiple companies and tell us how that's changed your thought on diversity? I noticed this diversity of thought coming to the forefront and what it looked like and how as we embrace that diversity so much more from teamwork can come out. And I had to go back to an archive, back into my SEAL team days and go, man, we did have that great diversity. We did have people that came from multiple different backgrounds. The military was a cross-section of society. So we had kids who came from, you know, very broken homes. People came from all 50 states. I got to go to college with, by design, uh, everybody in my company was from a different state. So we had all 50 states represented, eight foreign countries. And what were we doing? Well, we didn't even know it, but we were just pulling on all the great thoughts from all these great leaders and putting together and building the ultimate team. And, and that's what I got to do in the SEAL teams. And then I've seen it really, really effective in the business world. I think diversity is the, is the key to great answers. I don't think that if you built you know, one company around one, one particular type of person that you're going you're gonna to come out much uh, stronger, um, I believe, heavily in America, in the... In the um, the melting pot mm-hmm. theory. I'm, I'm the biggest mutt in the world. I'm a <laughs> Polish Filipino with a Hispanic last name that speaks German, and I was in the military. So there's no bigger mutt. Ohio. And I'm from Ohio, right? Yeah, and I grew up in Ohio. Come on now. There's no you know no more of a mutt than I am. But um, you know when it comes to diversity, um, so much to be learned there. So much still to to be learned. And as you're helping vets come back into civilian life, how what are you seeing? What are, what's difficult for them, what's um, encouraging for them, and yeah. what can we as a public be doing to help? Yeah. So, yeah, I love what you're doing with your company and how it's focused on women and women finding confidence. And, and you know, I, I think about veterans and having that kind of direct parallel between women in the workplace and veterans in the workplace. Um, might be hard to, to make the connection, but it really isn't for me having worked so closely with women over the past 16 years in corporate America and then also coming out of the veteran world and try to qualify that. What I have seen is when military veterans come into the workspace, they don't really know how to tell their own story. They're not really well-versed in being able to discuss who they are, where they came from. They, they might They have their own perception of themselves and there's a bit of hesitancy towards what you want to show how you want to show up you don't necessarily want to show up and be you know the sergeant that you know with you know everybody when I when I came into the corporate world people thought I was going to be you know very militant you know in, in all my actions interactions when I took over as a leader in some of the positions that I was in in the corporate world there was some hesitancy towards me as a person because they they were afraid that I was going to lead them like a military leader would and yet there was some excitement that there's some excitement yes. about that as well so it comes into hey, how do you tell your own story 
how do you authentically show up to be yourself? And that's what I work with veterans on, saying, hey, look, your story's amazing. It started before you were in the military. Uh, then you got the military as a great piece of your background. Be able to tell your story. Be able to go out there and authentically be yourself. You are the common denominator to you. You have the ability to go out and only you tell your own story in the way it should be told. I think there's a direct parallel to, to women right. as well, where, geez, you know, woman, man, we all struggle with these things on confidence. We're all trying to, you know, the coaching that I've got to do, it's, it's been amazing because I get to work with high-level executives and I get to work with presidents and CEOs. And everybody, including myself, has issues with how am I showing up? Am I, am I as confident as I appear to be? Am I making my way and making this, you know, am I really, you know, sometimes I feel super confident driving in my car to the meeting, but when I get in the meeting, I can't say anything, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, and I tell you, that's happened to me, and it happens to everybody, even the leaders of the room that walk in when the level of expectation for them is so high that they should know everything, and in today's information age, they don't. So they can't. They it's can't. No. And when it comes down to confidence, I think, well, geez, recognize, just look around the room, take a deep breath and, and just see the room as everybody struggles with that same that same um, conflict internally of are we really, you know, am I really doing the best that I can here? Am I really as confident as I want to be? And it's okay. I mean, I kind of start there. Um, and I want to jump in to say, like, yeah. when I train women, that is a, they, almost 100% of the time they say, I am my own worst enemy. Mm. I am the one mm-hmm. who gets in my own way the most. I'm in my head too much. Yeah. I, and that's where we start, too, like just trying to break through why. Why does yeah. it have to be? If everyone else around you is telling you you deserve this promotion or you are comparable or capable of doing yeah. this, yeah. leave them. Right. Right, and, and it's making that, it, it's having that belief, those, that internal belief. Um, when I'm coaching with people, uh, there's a technique called a saboteur, and the saboteur is that person that sits on your shoulder. You picture that little devil that says, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. This is not you, you know, you know or somebody else is saying, oh, you're amazing, and, and, and internally you're saying, no, I'm not, you know. <laughs> you're like, so you're, that's the saboteur that's coming out and, and talking, and, you know, the, the technique around being that saboteur is like, you know, giving it a name or, or physically saying, hey, you know what? Go away. Yes. Like, you don't belong, you don't belong here. Flick them off that shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> seriously, get, get rid of that. It's, it's done. I don't, that, that doesn't belong. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting dilemma, but I'd say um, it, it is something that we, we all struggle with. And I think that it's easier uh, sometimes in the confidence era to be a man in the workplace than it is to be a woman because men overcompensate by becoming a little bit overconfident, right? Okay. It comes out in a different a different form or yes. fashion mm-hmm. where they can be maybe a little bit, and I'm not stereotyping, I think it's just, a, it's just the way that I've seen it, a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and a woman uh, would, would tend to um, kind of internalize, right? And yes. sit, sit still and, and be a little bit more calm um, so it's just, it's just different. I, I think it's just different and it comes off in two different ways, but I've worked with some of the strongest women in the world. In fact, uh, when I joined, um, PNC bank, uh, one of the primary reasons I came aboard was because of, you know, two or three women that actually worked there would be 
my bosses and would be, you know, um, the president of the bank was a, is a woman, an incredible woman, a leader. And uh, Jesus is the kind of leadership I want to be around. And I was attracted to the confidence. So it, confidence can play both sides, Absolutely. you know, really, really well. And, and, um, I think it's, it's very, um, um, attractive in the sense that, you know, when you see a confident leader, you definitely know it and you want to follow it. And uh, it's, it can be very exciting. And on the other side of being a leader, personally, um, exuding that level of confidence will help people find you, will help people have confidence in themselves yes. and know that you're there for them and you can help them get to where they want to mm -hmm. go. So let's talk one last topic for you. Mm -hmm. As you have taken on some of these coaching of all levels of individuals, is there anything you've been able to approach or probe into them that you wouldn't have been able to in a corporate setting? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's part of the reason I jumped out of the corporate setting. I was coaching people uh, in my job as an executive, as a, as a business leader, and part of my job was to coach You know, my team. Yeah. I had you know 30 or 40 employees, and we had to come in and do 30-minute coaching sessions, and I felt like I could dig so much deeper into their worlds, but it was just about business coaching, right? It was just about the numbers and how you're doing and how many sales calls have you made and all those wonderful things, but not as wonderful because, again, I was feeling like, oh, I could have so much more impact, you know? If I could talk about their insights. If I could yeah, just, yeah, if I could life, just so. get a little deeper with mm -hmm. them, but there was a corporate environment that that didn't allow it um, or it wasn't as open open to it. Now now I do professional coaching, and we have six-month programs that we do. It digs deep into purpose. It digs deep into who they are, like I was saying before, what their value systems are, and now it's holistic. It's everything. It's spiritual. It's physical, mental, diet, everything around around the um, table. And I have been able to dig more into the spiritual, the spirituality of, of, of folks and realizing what a driving force that is and how out of control some of that may seem in our own personal lives, yet there is a higher force that's driving us. Mm -hmm. And whether it comes out in, in, in religion or whether it comes out in spiritual or whether it comes out as, you know, it's just by saying, hey, you know, God's the captain of this whole ship that I'm driving and, and I, get to, I get to be on it. You know, once people can maybe see that or let go and have that, and have that ride, it creates their own safety net. And it goes back to having that safety that, oh, man, this is this is so much more fun and so enriching. Well, and I would think once they tap into it, too, like so many of the other struggles of whatever they're coming to you for, how kind of just fall away. Kind yeah. Of solve themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or they just they, they, they become more clear that that's not as that's not as important. I realize that yeah. or that struggle was there for a reason. Mm -hmm. We do a timeline exercise where I have uh, my clients write out their life story from today until the end. Okay. And it's this whole idea of like, line. yeah, yeah, it's a what blank line it? from here to it, and we don't know when it is, but they write it all out, and in that, they write in the struggle. And it helps people realize that the struggle has purpose. There's mm -hmm. great parts of that struggle. Mm -hmm. I have them go back and look at from this day all the way back to the birth, their own birth, and like, oh yeah, all those struggles existed for a reason, or maybe I didn't feel they existed for a reason, but they helped me get to where I am now. And therefore, there was reason. So it's been, that's a phenomenal exercise, but it's just so enriching and, and um, I, I believe it helps. I, I, just, I just enjoy it. It's something that, thank you for asking that question, because it's something that now I feel, again, I'm, I'm more able to do in an authentic way to dig deeper into people's lives and not be afraid to ask really hard questions 
that make them question where they're going and, and then help them find what I call their true north, where they're going in their lives. And so if some of our listeners want to find you, how should they contact you? Well, I am at teamperformanceinstitute.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And I, I'm going to have you back in like six months, nine months to see um, just where you've exploded to. Because awesome. I know you are not kept for our little Cincinnati world. Yep. You are going to be global. Thank you, Christy. Soon. What an honor. I appreciate what you're doing with your life and how you've decided to make this jump and, and really go out there and help people. And that's the reason why I wanted to come and do this.